This is episode 89 of Look at My Records with my friend's Q. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. It's a good number. Yeah. Happy for here to be at 89. 89. Great. Episode 89. 86 already. It's okay. 89. It's 89. I just forgot. It's okay. <laughs> what year is it? It's totally fine. I don't know. What is time? <laughs> Any of you guys born in 1989? No, right? You're mm-hmm. all 90s. 90s, yeah. baby. Yeah, I'm older. I wasn't even a 87. 87 good year I'm 87 years old still kicking (laughs) you look great I would be disappointed that I only did 89 episodes of this podcast (laughs) that I started when I was 29 or 28 they're just really 87 yeah that's a great way to spin it yeah thank you Mm -hmm. it's the law of supply and demand you don't want to have too many one a year yeah yeah not even one a year (laughs) yeah maybe i don't know and it'll all trickle down right right trickle down economics reagan was president when i was born yeah Yeah. lame time i feel bad for kids that are born now trickled down oh yeah you guys had clinton or bush senior bush senior was president when i was born yeah 91 and clinton's not great he's just better than reagan he plays sax he does. He was into music. He played sax on Arsenio Hall, so he's cooler you could, than other ones. You can also Photoshop whatever music you want into that picture of him with the headphones <laughs> listening to <laughs> stuff. So you can go, oh, my! you're listening to My Bloody Valentine? <laughs> the original meme. Yeah. One of the original memes. Mm. But so great to have you guys here. Uh, why don't you just introduce yourselves real quick, each of you, and sure. say what you play in the band, so everyone knows who we're talking to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Olivia Price, and I do lead vocals and rhythm guitar. I am Steve Vanelli, and I play drums. Ida McConan. I play lead guitar, and I do backing vocals occasionally. We have a bassist who's not here. Jack McLaughlin. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. You said it right. I know. Yeah. I felt really bad. We we played the brick session, and I like I guess had never said his last name ever in my life. Don't worry. <laughs> Watched it. I'm like getting used to doing that too because you just read stuff, yeah, and you have mm-hmm. to figure out how to pronounce it. I think mm-hmm. every band and person should provide you know the pronunciation yeah. as well. Like the YouTube channel that's just, how do you pronounce this word? Yeah, exactly. Because it's challenging. It's hard. I feel for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, even when you know it, you are already stressed out about it, that you still mess it up. Me too. Oh my God. Olivia, we're on the same page. But the funny thing is, you were joking that he was Sarah McLaughlin's son, but then you said McLaughlin. Yeah. (laughs) You said like her name, right? The whole time I was like, McLaughlin, McLaughlin, and then when the time came, I was like McLaughlin. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Met him at your brick session, which was amazing. Everyone, you could see that on YouTube. Yeah. Search Q B R I C. Yep. TV. Brick Arts Media. Brick Arts Media. Mm-hmm. Guys, tell me about your origin. You guys all met at Penn State University, I believe. Yeah. How did it, how did it happen? How this magical trio? We both met in the well. We all met in the music scene. So Steve and I were in Songwriters Club, and we were in a band together. And then Ida was in 
like one of the greatest. Uh, I'm okay. I'm <laughs> shaking my head. This is a podcast, no, but I'm, so no, I'm like, honestly, like you were the, shaking my you head. You were like the one of the bands that people knew. Wow. And um, State College, yeah. State, State College, baby. Pennsylvania. And what was the name of your band? The Keystone State. Uh, we flashback forward. Oh, damn it, <laughs> nice. dude! They're still on Facebook. Damn no! I didn't. Hey, if you want to take it down, I think you have the rights to do that. But... Do I? I don't even know that. It's... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And uh, I think we met through friends. And um, I think we're just taken with each other's songwriting, and we had a lot of similar influences. And I think when we both just graduated, it was like we were all on the same page as far as we want to actually give this a proper shot. And I don't know, we just yeah. I mean, interesting choice, I guess, on our part to start kind of being a band after we were all not in the same place. Yeah, but. College is short, though. It happens. You know? Yeah. We all ended up sort of working or interning in the same city, kind of. Which was Philadelphia yeah. originally, right? Washington, D.C. Oh, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they both got jobs there. I had an internship there. Um, and then I moved to Philly afterwards. Which... <laughs> I'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was. we were in D.C. for a little bit, and then Olivia moved to Philly. So we were stretched between DC and Philly. And it's like, it was an interesting phase, I guess, for us because band practices weren't just another day of the week. It was like, you have to go out of your way and make a whole weekend out of just a couple hours of getting to get some songs down. And we were working on just getting our set tight enough. And then like writing was a whole other thing that we would do separately. Um, so it was a little, a little bit stressful, but I think it was really cool that we were able to do that and make the time over the course of two or three years, whatever it was. Um, and then since moving to, to New York, um, I guess a year ago, things have gotten a lot easier because now we have regular practices and we can really set certain practices for different types of things um, instead of just like, we just need to get ready in case we have a show. Um, we're a little bit more on top of our stuff and organized, I guess. Well, it's like every show was practice. Yeah, it's like we have a yeah. show, there's a practice associated with it. That's great. Yeah. It, it was stressful. <laughs> well, because it'd be like an important show, and then we'd like be like, oh, so what weekend can we practice for this one show? And then we'd do it. Be like 2 p.m. day of? Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like nice. last year for, uh, for editors, oh, yeah. like we practiced with Alex once. Maybe twice. That's true. And then we played like the biggest show we've ever played. Uh, Where was that? At TLA in Philly. Who'd you play with? Editors. Cool. That's awesome. (laughs) But it was also like. like, (laughs) It was our first time playing with like a new bassist. Jack? No. No. Another guy? Nice. Um, But yeah, I guess it, it went well, like all things considered. It was just. Yeah. It was, actually, I think it was one of our best shows. Like when we got up there, it just it felt right, and it helps that we had like a decent sound check, and just, it was a really cool venue. Um, so I think as nervous as we were to play a venue of that size, it was like, all right, this is actually really cool up here, and we just mm-hmm. got comfortable and, and played pretty well, well, at least from our perspective. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. I saw you guys at Brick, and it was awesome. 
Thank you. So, what drove you guys to continue the band during that, what sounds like a difficult period with you, you all living in separate places and things like that? It's absolutely has to be challenging. Mm-hmm. What drove you guys to say, we believe in this project and we want to make it work? I, I think, like, on an emotional level, I've never been a part of a project that I felt as affected by or like I think it's just such a strong like mutual respect for one another as musicians and what we all bring to the table where it's like it feels like we're brothers and sisters and I don't know like we've been through so much together that there's just like I don't know a comfort with writing together and working together and I think I've realized like throughout college and through collaborating with people that it really is rare to find people that you are just so in sync with and um yeah i don't know i just like really love independently what steve and i to create and i feel like so lucky to have found them i'm gonna cry (laughs) yeah (laughs) well there's just like to me something about it that sort of feels inevitable i don't know like I don't it's a weird I guess way to describe it but it's just like a very sort of again this sort of brotherly sisterly kind of vibe where it's just very comfortable and like I don't know it's sort of oh like it can be like oh I fucked up but it's okay because we're related but not really um but it's like it's fine because there's that flexibility we have each other with each other and like a a certain like comfort level to like do different things and feel like safe about it. I could feel that chemistry just from seeing you guys play the couple of times that I've seen you play. How did that develop? Was that something you guys kind of instantaneously felt like it was fate or did it take a little time or was it being a part that made you realize, hey, we really have something great here? They want to continue it. I feel like it, it took like a little bit of time because like obviously S- Steve and I were really good friends in college and like Ida was two years ahead of us and so we knew each other but it was more of like an acquaintance type of way or it started off as like more of a professional relationship and mm-hmm. then I think it just evolved from there. But I think also what helped was being in like a small music scene in college. And also this was like 2012, where like women in rock music were just starting to get recognition. But for the most part, I feel like Ida and I really bonded and like this was the first band we were in where there was another woman in it. And that was like, such a valuable thing where you had someone kind of I don't want to say like on your team mm-hmm. but I do think there's a way that like women think about things or talk about things differently and like especially being in the minority or at least at that time there's a hesitancy to voice like what you're feeling and so it's like having that person to kind of be like stand up for you and vice versa yeah i mean i think it's like being able to sort of bond over how ridiculous it is to like field certain questions that questions questions (laughs) damn um quests uh but like getting stupid 
stupid questions like uh, what's it like to be a woman guitarist oh that like, was my next question <laughs> oh, yeah. damn nah, i'm joking damn it. joking uh, you know you were my heart <laughs> <laughs> which we've yeah heart's kind of sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking but, but yeah, keep I, going i'm sorry well no i i mean it's okay if you you're gonna ask that but it's it was no sort of, i was yeah. i was not going to ask that <laughs> um yeah like just being able to bond over that because i don't think we've ever tried to make that i mean at the end of the day we're just a band making songs that we think are really sick so um sort of being able to talk through that or you know sort of joke about it in a very small scene that is very male dominated Mm -hmm. it's yeah i mean like having guys come up to you afterwards saying that you're the best woman anything like as it relates to music is just like weird yeah thank you thank that made my night thank you so much for doing me this favor yeah um funny but yeah it's 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 cool in that way it's a lot better yeah (laughs) things have changed i think to go back to your original question though you said like has it taken a long time for us to get that chemistry and all that yeah. i think while it was a little bit in the beginning like understanding who each other were and like how we kind of fit in i think from the start we knew that we had like really good songs that we all liked yeah we you had, guys have great songs we had, thank you thank you um yeah we started out and we still use it but it's like this giant google drive folder of all these ideas and uh we still add to it as much as we can but going into it it was just like all right everybody just dump whatever you have in there and uh that was a great starting point for us to understand where everyone else was musically and then how we can kind of feed off of that so that was kind of a cool way to start off the band beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah and what about your songwriting process how's that go with the three of you definitely changed since we've moved here yeah i mean now you guys get to spend more time together in person yeah in a practice space and stuff like that where you actually get to meet up in person regularly i'm assuming mm-hmm. right well and ida and i live yeah. together too beers so. <laughs> are opening people this is a fun podcast that's what i, I love uh Sounds. Yeah. We want sounds. Yeah. Sometimes a car will go by. I want to edit it out. I want that panned far right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. But I, yeah, so like even, so me and Ida live together. Steve lives five blocks away. Nice. It's like we're just stones throw from um, everyone. You have a good arm, that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't, you know, but I think that's where it feels much more magical now when we are in the practice phase and it's not a pressure of feeling like you have to come to the table with anything set in stone, but it's just like someone starts playing something and you go off of that and we've never really had the time to do that. So it's like this new chapter even Mm -hmm. where, you know, it took like three years to get to where most people start at initially, but yeah it's been awesome yeah because i think it usually takes place i mean like it two two types of ways that like songwriting happens which is where 
we've been like messing with something on our own and then we bring it to the table or we like jam on something in the practice space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, both are very sort of collaborative processes, but it's certainly much easier now that we're in such close proximity to each other. And I think before we would really focus on like demoing things out in mm-hmm. like GarageBand or Logic, being like, all right, let's let's track guitar, bass, drums, whatever, and then throw some synth in there. And we're really just like trying to fine tune those as much as possible. But now we're at the point where it's like, all right, well, maybe we'll do that at the very least. Let's just get like a voice memo um, and get tight with it live and kind of work through these things in a live setting because ultimately that's how we're probably going to be playing them. So it makes sense to not go down this rabbit hole of doing like 35 tracks and be like, oh, we can't play all these. (laughs) I think that's been the biggest thing is like, like demoing is really fun and all, but you, when you're songwriting and demoing at the same time, it's like you can hide so much in all of the tracks that you're doing or all of the synths that you're adding in. But I do think there's something to be said about like a really good song is one that you can just play with a a guitar and that's it. Mm -hmm. And like practicing it with just the three piece or the four piece that we have or writing it in that capacity, then it's like a much more beautiful process seeing the song grow from there versus like, yeah, Mm -hmm. starting at 100 and trying to scale it back. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) long-winded great answer though on point glad you guys are all together in close proximity now the way it's meant to be but speaking of cue the band what's next you guys have a release sometime in the future coming out new music new tunes shows coming up playing at our wicked lady on July 17th. 17th. Yeah. With Treads. Who else is yeah. on that? Desert bill? Sharks. Great band. Yeah. The Warhawks. The Warhawks, yeah. I think they're from Philly. If I'm not mistaken. Rooftop show. So yeah. I'll perfect, be there. I'll be there. Time, yeah. Can't wait. Will definitely rain, probably. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> they, I was just there last night. They have this glass roof over where the stage is now. Oh, that's so, sick. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Perfect. It must have cost them a lot of money. I feel like yeah, I was working. looking at it. I was like, this must have cost them like at least ten grand. It was. It's this <laughs> like huge thing with steel things and then like a roof of glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it just the stage that's covered? Yeah. Or, so uh, the audience, it's like, fuck yeah, you. <laughs> you're all, you're all fucked. I'm yeah. fucked. It's okay though. That's sick though. That like all of the. Sweet, sweet gear is protected. (laughs) The sweet, sweet gear needs to be protected. Yeah, of course. But yeah, that show, you guys have a couple other shows coming up too. We're doing um, the Brooklyn Bridge Park. Mm -hmm. um, So the studio that we record at has a showcase there. Wonderful. And so it's like every Friday, I think this summer, and they're just real stripped down performances, but we're doing one of those on the 26th of July mm-hmm. yeah that's right um and then I think that's it for now uh no well, we have the um the little festival on the 20th oh right yeah um so lots of like local 
Brooklyn Bands or it's at uh, oh Pete's, Pete's Candy, Candy Store, Store and yeah. much more. Yeah, yeah the Left Bank magazine yes. magazine yes. festival. Mm-hmm. So yes. we are we are doing that on the twentieth. I think we go on at seven thirty to Saturday. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, at Pete's Candy Store. Beautiful. Yeah. There's no candy at that place. But we, we might bring I'm some. Uh, <laughs> what if it's like sweet water and they we just give everyone a bag? Let's <laughs> 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 just take all of our stale sweet, sweet water, water candy, candy <laughs> and like throw it at people. Yeah. I don't have any stale sweet water candy because I've eaten all of it. So. <laughs> Desperate <Is> times. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times. <laughs> Uh, Nothing wrong with a good Tootsie Roll. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, abs- no. <laughs> tootsie Roll? What's wrong with that? They're the... W- I think they're the worst candy. I no. think they're fine, but it's whoppers like the fruity are the worst. ones. Yeah, Whoppers aren't. aren't I would take a Whopper over a Tootsie Roll any day. Yeah. Any day. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yes. Unsure. Yeah, no. Now, no. what are your thoughts on um, Slim Jims? Great. Oh, I love no. Slim Jims. So that's... Sorry. So- <laughs> Not a bad. <laughs> okay, see that makes sense to me because a slim jim is just a meaty tootsie roll. No, what? Yeah, it totally is. It's it's, it's, it's a wide meat. variety of processed meat. You know, like pigeon leg. You know, <laughs> um, raccoon uh, rib and tail. I don't know. The That's what a slim jim is. <laughs> That sounds like a like an incantation, like wolf eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's technically gross, but it's actually delicious. We don't yeah. need to know how the Slim Jim is made. We just need to consume it. Yeah, mm. and I will for the rest of my life. <laughs> Which, if I keep eating Slim will Jims, be will be long. short. Yeah. But, um, but new music on the horizon? Yeah. Um, nice one. Um we have we just finished well recently finished recording uh an ep which will be our first ep ever um and hopefully by the fall we'll have the lead single out and maybe early 2020 uh the the whole thing which is four songs so new new stuff sooner rather than later (laughs) a very non-committal response yeah but cool yeah that's okay don't commit to anything man don't let don't make any podcast hosts could make you commit to anything (laughs) (laughs) as far as a release schedule don't let them control you (laughs) fuckers Fuckers. yeah fuck the man yeah fuck me yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But let's play some of your already released songs. Yeah. These wonderful songs. Uh, I was telling you that I love more in the video for it. Yeah. Thank you. So Thanks. let's definitely play that. Okay. And Float Away is also really great. I float away sometimes as well. Yeah. Like the song says. <laughs> Don't we all? Like the yeah. song discusses. And yeah. another. Let, well, let's, maybe we could play all of your songs. There's not many. There's five. <laughs> let's just play them all. <laughs> tell me a little bit about some of these songs. Pick one. Tell me about it. Tell me about more. Great video. I love that video. Yeah, Abner, our friend Abner James, who's of also... Of 8090. Of 8090 fame. fame. <laughs> uh, uh, did the video for us and... It's almost three years ago. Was it three We're, years ago? Yeah, we yeah. did it in it was Chinatown, right? Yeah. A very gallery. interesting it's experience. A cool spot. 
Don't drive there. If, uh, it's hard to park. Yeah. Oh my god. Or just drive. It's, yeah. It's very difficult, but it was a cool experience. Yeah. I'm a pro New York City driver though, so I, I definitely I'm not being arrogant, but I could probably pro is professional. Or you're for I'm um, driving. In? No, I'm a professional okay. New York City driver. I don't have like a certification or anything, but nice. I can navigate. I'm, I'm working on. Can it. navigate anything yeah. in the city streets. <laughs> I felt such pride for like on behalf of Steve because I think it was Mercury Lounge we played a show. And he, like, loaded everything in, was asking the sound guy about, like, where to park. And the sound guy was like, you're never going to find parking in this area. It was just very arrogant. And then Steve was gone for, like, five minutes. Yeah, you can totally back. can. That's <laughs> bullshit. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Lower East Side is actually not that... It's You could find a spot. Coney Island, baby, that was difficult. Yeah. There's not too much going on. Funny enough, every time I've been to Coney Island, baby, I've gotten a spot right across the street. Wow. In front of the 7-Eleven there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? I know it's that. I get, oh I get thrown off. There's always, like, cops lurking in that area. I don't yeah. know why, but I'm like, all right, so I'm not going to park in the slightest bit illegally here. So yeah. I have to go out of my way to make sure that it's all legal and whatnot. There's also a municipal parking garage on the Lower East Side that mm-hmm. costs $8.00. Just so that's you know, that's not, not bad. bad. It's cheaper than a ticket. So. It's amazing. But Damn. so you recorded this video. <laughs> in China yeah. Down. yeah, yeah. In um, Just found out he thought we were underage when we were filming that. Oh, well, we basically were. <laughs> no. What? No, I don't know. We no. We felt emotionally underage. We just like. <laughs> <laughs> we just like downed an entire thing of tequila as we were filming it because you know rock yeah rock and music roll. yeah um no it was fun we uh we accidentally lit a folder on fire mm-hmm. when we were doing it just trying to get the perfect uh, lighting while we were playing and we just had to keep playing while the while abner was <laughs> trying to put out this fire <laughs> um but yeah the song it uh I guess it's more or less about that kind when you first graduate and you have that existential identity crisis of yeah. like, oh, you know, everything I thought I wanted to do, I don't want to do anymore. And who am I and what do I want? Yeah. Um, A lot of people can relate. Yeah. Great. Very on point song. Yeah. And what about <laughs> Float Away sometimes? Float Away was like, I think that was the first song we worked on where it was like had been in the works for like two plus years and it was one of those things where like we just had the chorus figured out but it was like such a strong chorus that we kept coming back to it and um i don't know eventually figured it out but yeah it's a good chorus yeah it's in my head right now i'm (laughs) singing it in my head it seemed to be in everyone's yeah but um I guess, so lyrically, it's kind of written looking at a relationship, you know, after the fact and um, thanking their partner for being there for, with, for them, like through all these mental health issues and kind of the selflessness that goes into dealing with somebody who like frequently retracts socially and needs that alone time to kind of recalibrate and to not take that personally yeah. is such a tough thing. It is. And so it's just like acknowledging that and thanking them for that. Cool. All right, let's play all five of these songs right now. <laughs> Starting with <laughs> most recent, Float Away, Aimless Kid, Frontier, More, and Falling Into Skies. All five singles by my guests, Q, 
and we'll be back.
What's up? We're back. We heard five Q songs <laughs> float away. We start. We did it reverse chronological, people. We started with the most recent song and went to the oldest song. Float away, aimless kid, frontier, more falling into skies. Everyone, check out the music video for more on YouTube. Search Q more. More Q. More Q. More, more Q, Q, please. More. Subliminal message. And while you're on YouTube, also check out Q's uh, Brick TV session, which I witnessed in person. I was really happy to be there in the live studio audience with Mike Mahalik. It's kind of one of those. <laughs> <laughs> had to be there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It was. I was there. I'll never, I'll never forget it. Yeah. We won't either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys pick some records. We're going to play them and talk about them. Starting with Sharon Van Etten's new album. At the Brick TV session, you guys talked about this record. We did. Yep. We said we wanted to tour with her because of this record. She'll, yeah, she'll tour with you guys. It's so I like good. I think so. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Consider this our bid. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're an avid listener. You're yeah. in New York, I think? Question mark. She just moved. Yeah. Can't keep up with her personal life right now. You know, it's yeah. all over the place. Yep. Remind me tomorrow the new record from Sharon Van Et- Van Etten. Mm-hmm. Big fan of hers. All all the things she's put out are wonderful. She's so good. I think she's like a really great example of watching like an artist develop from. So she started out like really stripped down in folk, mm-hmm. and that's what we listened to her song "Exploder" about this album. And that was the whole thing was like she didn't want to be like pigeonholed as being a folk artist. Yeah. And so it was like even though this a lot of the songs started off that way. They wanted to take it to the next level and like make it totally yeah. synthy and I just think it's like such an innovative way to switch it up. I don't know. Totally. Any particular song you'd like to hear from this wonderful new record? We can go with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I I really like Jupiter Four, which is the fifth song, I think. The last song on side A. And yeah, thank you, Stephen. Good pick. Yeah, and it's. She says it's because she was, her and Michael Sarah shared a practice space in Brooklyn, and he had a Jupiter Four synth. Oh wow! And I think that's how, it originated, and it's really really good and very different from, I think most of the things she's done. It's very synthy and dark and atmospheric. Whoa. Mysterious, yeah. I l- love it. I love the Michael Sarah reference. Very yeah. opposite of dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Arrested Development this morning, so. Yeah. He's very bright and awkward. Mm-hmm. Not Cynthia. No. Not until now. Now he is. If Michael Sarah was an instrument, what would it be? I, maybe like um, an oboe. This is a melodica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good fit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Primitives up next. Classic Australian band. Oh, yeah. 
Nice one. And this is a great record. Tell me about it. I admittedly just started listening to them. I feel like we would, um, we've had a few people say our music reminded them of them. Yeah. And so Crash, which is the one I want to play from this, it's like, I think their biggest song they've ever done. But the first time I heard it, it was one of those things where like, it so stood the test of time. Or I listened to it and even like the production value, it sounds like a song that always would have done. Or a lot of the stuff in always recordings, I was like, this was totally like a reference for that album. And I don't know if it was, but it had to have it, been. It's funny because always, um, I remember I saw them in 2015, I think, and they covered Out of Reach from this record. Oh, okay. They Same cover, way. that was their thing, I guess, when they didn't have their second record out, they'd have to throw in a couple of covers, and it was always like the Primitives, the Hummingbirds, all these Australian bands that they'd throw in. Mm-hmm. And I just saw them, and they played a Breeder song, and I was like, that's uncharacteristic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, I was expecting the Hummingbirds, Alimony, or primitives but yeah so it's funny that you mentioned always because it's definitely it's there the wavelength (laughs) they're riding the same wavelength so crash by the primitives and then we've got will oh no war on drugs War on drugs. Steve's keeping us on our toes here with yeah, the yeah. order. <laughs> remember when? Remember when the guy uh, Sun Kill Moon like wrote that song about War on Drugs because he was pissed because they're playing the same festival and War on Drugs were playing really loud, <laughs> and then he got pissed and he wrote like a song. Is like War on Drugs. Suck my cock. Drugs. <laughs> it was like five years ago or something. The guy from War on Drugs got pissed, though. He's like, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, you know what? He I, is. Kind I, th- of I think asshole. he is an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. Damn, he's going to write a song about Q and Tom Gallo now. Well, <laughs> Q and Tom Gallo. <laughs> Q and Tom Gallo. Suck, suck my cock. Yeah. Q and Tom Gallo. Suck <laughs> my cock. I'm Maybe like, we just need to write that first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the rights to it. Yeah. <laughs> Lost in the Dream, right? Yeah. yeah. Great record. No, I picked this one. What were you talking about? Uh, Kurt, good old Kurt man earlier. So I thought it was fitting. Um, but I just started listening to them a little bit more. And um, actually, my girlfriend got me into them a little bit over the last couple of months. And uh, we went to we went to Croatia recently. And like we were just like spinning them a lot. And, and so I'm putting a video together right now. And I have red eyes like opening up this video. So, nice. Yeah, and that song's just been like stuck in my head for like weeks now. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. It's got a very, it's got an atmosphere, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got a vibe. I have, a, I do have a clarifying question. I feel like you would know, Tom. Wow. Um, so Warren Drugs and Kurt Vile were in a band together. Yeah. Or was he in? Kurt Vile was in Warren Drugs, Drugs oh, okay. but before they even put out their first record, um, Wagon Wheel Blues, Kurt Vile had already left to do like solo stuff. Okay. But they're friends, I think, still. Philly people. Okay. I've, I've 
know if it was like they were in a band and both broke off and then got famous separately or if it was like he was in War on Drugs. He was in, but it was before War on Drugs got more popular. Mm -hmm. They both got popular at the same time and frequency and rate, I guess. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. They're like friends from Philadelphia. And then that ad, the Adam guy was in the Violators for a little while. Hmm. He was in the Violators while Kerval was, you know, taken off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Red Eyes, War on Drugs. And after, this will be the last song of this set. Hmm. Wilco, Summer Teeth. Yeah. Just a solid sound festival just wrapped up last week. I saw weekend. that. Know a lot of people that went. I didn't go. I was, I was jealous. I was curious about it. And also, they they have a music festival in Mexico. Yeah, we were really thinking, do we want to do this? Yeah. And they were like, no, I don't know. It's very <laughs> unpunk. Speaking of punk, so you yeah. buy like a room. Uh, with a view of the water. I'm just very skeptical, like post fire festival, yeah. to, like do anything international music festival yeah. that includes like luxury accommodations. Yeah. Not that, I mean, I'm sure Wilco, like their sort of morals and stuff are. He seems very like dad. So yeah. I think he would protect have us. Yeah. I, I'd like to think yeah. so. But still, I was just like, hmm. Not to say Ja Rule doesn't have. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a dad vibe. Yeah. I think he has a dad vibe. <laughs> his own yeah. I would say so. Mr. Rule. Mr. Rule. He's got like a dad face, Ja Rule. You know? He does. <laughs> he does. He's like, I'm a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Murder. Well, were yeah. we just saying how if we met him, we would Mr. Rule. Ja? Or <laughs> it's Mr. Rule. Do you mind if I call oh, you Ja? Hello, Mr. Rule. <laughs> Can I call you Ja? <laughs> And what if he said, no, call me Mr. Rule? I'd be yeah. very upset. Yeah. It's like, I guess we don't, I, yeah. I'd be like, I guess we don't know each other that well. So, yeah, okay. but we could. And you're my elder, Ja Rule. You are older than That's us. That's true. Dad. You have to respect our elders. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> we'll go Summer Teeth. Yeah. She's a jar, you were saying? Uh, no, we're, we're just friends. <laughs> Oh, is okay. what I'm gonna choose. Cool. Yeah, I, I it was it originally up. she's a jar, but I think we're just friends. Is what I good. Yeah, what I'm doing. Beautiful. With that, you guys love Wilco. Yeah, I yeah. love Wilco. Love. Yeah, great American band of totally. the last three decades, two decades, whatever. Yeah, so many textures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Jeff Tweedy. Yeah, you ever go, you go see Wilco? The, Jeff Tweedy's crazy. The fans are crazy. They have crazy fans, Wilco. Really? <laughs> we went to see Jeff Tweedy solo at Town Hall. Uh-huh. He's just talking to random people in the crowd. I'm about to tell the guy in front of me, shut the fuck up. What are you doing? Like, you're heckling <laughs> yeah. Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. But then I realized there's <laughs> tons of people just talking to him, basically, <laughs> in between songs. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not a, you know, I guess I'm not a super fan. I don't I didn't get it. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. So... That's what happens. It's weird. <laughs> Just converse with him. All right. So let's play these songs. We're starting off with Sharon Van Etten, mm-hmm. following it up with The Primitives, mm-hmm. following it up with The War on Drugs, mm-hmm. and wrapping up that set with Wilco. But there's more after that. So listen to the songs and then don't turn off the show. Yeah. There'll yeah. be more songs after that. Hanging out with 
Q. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>
What's up? We're back. Hope you enjoyed that set of tracks, starting off with Sharon Van Etten, followed by the Primitives' War on Drugs, and Wilco. Got a couple more, including a lovely movie soundtrack that Q brought. And we're going to play it. We're going to listen to it. We're going to hear all about it right now. First up, though, Cocktoo Twins, Heaven or Las Vegas. I'd choose heaven, probably, <laughs> if I had the two options. You would what? I would heaven? choose heaven yeah. over Las Vegas, mm-hmm. even though it's a gamble because heaven may not be real, and Las Vegas I don't know is what. Arguably not real. Yeah, it's true. Las Vegas is a gamble too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. That was that was beautiful. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. But I love this. What a unique sounding band, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who really sounds like them? No one. Yeah, yeah. right? Really? Like, I was thinking about that the other day. It's tough yeah. to really find a band that really captures their essence. Liz Frazier, beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a voice. Well, Damn that's, it. That's the thing, I think, with this whole genre, it, it's mainly centered around, like, the dreamy guitar a lot of the time, yeah. which, you know, it's beautiful. But I think with Cocteau Twins, like, her voice was definitely the focal point of it. Yeah. And just so melodic, and, like, the range that she has and how she jumps around, it's like, as someone, I don't know, like, I, I took choir for years and years, and 
that's always what I listen to. I remember hearing like this record for the first time and just being like, this is next level. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. Beautiful. Which song would you like to hear? I'm gonna do Cherry Colored Punk. Yeah. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a song. All right. Who's your do? Candy Apple Gray. Yeah, baby. Love this record. Gotta. Fucking one of my favorite bands ever. Really? Up there, yeah, definitely. I love Who's Your Do. Feel like a real connection to that group. Yeah. You know? Especially, <laughs> this is a great record, too. Heard you guys make cover a song on this. Don't want to spoil like, anything. Yeah. We already Let's, have. But oh, we're you have? It back from Sick. the grave. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I won't tell you which song guys out there that are listening you'll have to go to our wicked lady (laughs) on july 17th to see on the rooftop it'll be a beautiful night i'm sure Mm -hmm. and i'm excited Mm -hmm. tell me candy apple gray later when who's your dude you know fully transitioned to way poppier sound i'd say you know i'd say um flip your wig almost there um, before that, um, what's the one with the dogs on the cover? Forget that celebrated <laughs> summer on it and stuff. But that's like poppier, you know. And then, you know, whatever. <laughs> but this one, Candy Apple Gray, great album. Yeah. Next to last record. Yeah. Before they made their demise tell me why'd you pick this um so like a few bassists ago (laughs) (laughs) he uh he was really into them and turned us on to them and then we listened and obliged and it was well worth the listening excursion and it stuck with us ever since so that's like two years and it's been sick yeah i feel like it's one of those bands that everyone references all the time like yeah. it's always an influence and so you know it felt like a rite of passage thing to like give them a proper shot but also from just even covering their songs it's so anti to what i guess it's like it fits within the vein of what we listen to mm-hmm. or what our background is but in the same breath like our songs don't sound at all yeah, like yeah, yeah. so it's just like it makes sense but it's just enough out of left field to keep people yeah like what the heck what cute yeah well it's it's so simple but also very melodic and catchy in a way that i feel like is kind of in the same sort of thing that we're going for so it i don't know it's very it's very good i was saying even too i mean this is the whole like you know punk in general but like if you listen to the recording and it's like you hear the drummer like fuck up all the time yeah but it's like really cool <laughs> or it's just the confidence that goes into it so even yeah. like getting the chance to perform the songs also and having it's like you can't help but adopt that mentality of like you're just having fun and it must have been tough because grant hart and bob mould were both like 50 50 they had their own songs mm-hmm. or whatever Grant Hart would sing a lot of the songs too, and he's a drummer. That's hard. I have no sure. idea how people. Yeah, that must be really hard. The <laughs> court, you know, the band the Courtneys. Yeah. That drummer is the singer of that band. I didn't really know that until I saw them live. That blows my. Yeah. Even if I try and sing with a tambourine, it's, it's like... hard. 
it's, it's crazy it's um, hard yeah and the husker do record that i was thinking about is called new day rising by okay. the way yeah i remembered and then before that was you know they're we were talking about double albums before mm-hmm. they have that double albums and arcade which is cr- like crazy mm. sounds nothing like this record <laughs> just <Yeah>. wacky <laughs> and then the movie soundtrack. The one you've all been waiting for. Tell me, this does this this movie soundtrack. What's what's all this? What's this about? I'm the, <laughs> I've never heard of this. They look cool on the cover, though. Very British and stuff. <laughs> Tell me. So it act- dish on it, Q. <laughs> it actually takes place in Dublin. Plot twist. Oh um, fuck! To call you out. Yeah. Fuck, but I don't know anything, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we felt like we were cheating bringing this and not choosing from your collection, but we were like, we would be doing a disservice to your audience by not exposing them to this if they're not already aware. Sing Street is is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like a a John Hughes movie had he grown up in Dublin or that kind of part of the world. And it's all about sort of teenage kids in the formative years sort of figuring out who they want to be and like Duran Duran and The Cure all of these sort of influences sort of dictate sort of how their how their lives go and how they approach everyday situations and it was just a very cute film Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a really great soundtrack yeah Um, it is like what they're like supposed to be 14 in this movie i'm pretty sure but i was watching it and i was like i'm so inspired it's like a 24 year old watching this i want to be just like them yeah me too yeah. on the cover they look really cool Honestly. yeah damn there's a whole i don't want to spoil it but there's a whole scene where he like does his makeup and goes into school and it's just like him expressing himself and i'm like yeah yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Be yourself, street spirit. Street spirit. No. Sing street. Sing street kid. Yep. Sing street <laughs> kid. Be you. You be you. You do you. He is a cool Sing name. Street I think kid. his the actor's name is Feridia Walsh Pilo, which is what kind of name is that? Is, isn't that? Isn't it's a that wonderful name. Yeah. Love to meet him sometime. Yeah. One day. We'll come to Q show. We'll hang out. We'll get some beers. One day, yeah. <laughs> we'll go back on the podcast and yeah, he's we'll come back, talk about it. We also know he's an avid listener of this, so consider this our bid too. You know who you are. Uh, what song are we playing from here? Oh, did we? Here's the thing. So I, only, like, I only know two of them or whatever, but like you seem to be really passionate about the one, so I feel like drive it like fly. you stole it. Yeah, I, yeah. I it's sort of Holland Notesy. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But totally. the other ones, everyone should listen to the whole thing. So we're we're gonna choose drive it like you stole it, but honorable mentions include riddle, riddle of the, the model, model and, and girls. Is it girls or boys and girls? Yeah, girls. Yep, that's right. I saw a Drive It Like You Stole It bumper sticker recently. Interesting. It's definitely from this movie. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Has to be. Interesting. Does that mean just like drive fast and cool? Yep. Discreetly, mm-hmm. maybe though? Pedal. Discreetly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I did not steal this, yeah. people. It's totally normal. <laughs> All right. So, 
last round of tracks and then we'll come back and we'll you know wrap up the show mm. give you the 411 on upcoming Q shows and stuff so we're playing Cock 2 Twins Husker Do S- Sing Street <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drive It Like You Stole It <laughs> That's actually just like the song <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Drive It Like You Stole It is my favorite song in the entire world now. <laughs> song it's of the summer. beautiful song. Summer 2019 is officially started now <laughs> yeah. that I've heard Drive It Like You Stole It. Thanks for bringing that record. Yeah. No problem. We were talking I need about to see this film now. Sing oh, straight. Yeah, and drive drive responsibly, though. When yeah. You're, when you're stealing cars, <laughs> make sure you follow... All traffic signals and traffic laws. More don't because you stole a car, but whatever. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having Thank us. Thanks so much. Come back again. Yeah. <laughs> when when you put out the EP, come back again. Sure. We'll hang out. We'll drink beers and get drunk again and stuff. Yes. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> so, shows, people. Q's got some shows coming up July 17th at Our Wicked Lady. Desert Sharks Treads are also playing July 20th as well, you said? Yeah. Yep. Pete's, Pete's Candy, Candy Store. Store, part of the Left Bank Magazine Festival. And then one more show Acoustic on the horizon. show, Brooklyn Bridge Park on July 26th. Beautiful. And stay tuned. Keep your eyes on Q be dropping an EP in the future either later this year or early next year or <laughs> or, or never <laughs> no okay. definitely yeah, at some point people stay tuned to find out <laughs> stay tuned find them on Facebook Q-U-E-U-E right the band that's correct yeah. Q the band all available on Spotify to stream Bandcamp as well mm-hmm. Q.bandcamp.com Cue the band. Cue the band. Q U E U E. The band.bandcamp.com. All available for digital download. You can actually get all of them as a package deal, right? All the singles. This is true. Yeah. 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 I did that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. I was like, get it. Like, mm-hmm. Get the package deal, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I guess camp. you can get them on iTunes too while it still exists. Yeah. Yeah, I just learned that's not a thing. I'm really out of it, apparently. It's available to stream on all streaming services Spotify, Apple Music, possibly Tidal. No one ever knows if they're on Tidal or not. Google Play too. That's one. Yeah, I gotta mention them more. <laughs> yeah. But you're also on Instagram as well, all social media. Find them, follow them, keep track with Q. My favorite band, Q. And my favorite Tom and and my friends Q. We're friends, people. We are friends. The end. This isn't just a professional relationship. We are friends as well. Thank you, Q. Actually, let's play one more song because I don't like to end on just 
No, you know. Friendship. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I like to end on music. Mm. We'll play another Sharon Van Etten song because we love you, Sharon Van Etten. Stay. This is Stay by Sharon Van Etten to end this beautiful episode 89 with Q, the band, my friends. I'll see everyone on July 17th at Our Wicked Lady because I'll be there drinking uh, Lagunitas Tallboy because that's the beer they have there. And they also have um, other beer in tall boy form. So let's all enjoy the nice weather with Q on July 17th at Our Wicked Lady. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Q. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Bye, everyone. This Thanks is Sharon Vedette and stay.